podcast. Thoughts from Room 203. I'm Chris Pickett. He's Marshall Locke. What's up? All day, every day. That's right. Good to see you. Thank you. It's been a while. Yes, it has. It's been uh, two weeks since we've been in here. Um, first week was not on purpose. I can't remember exactly why we didn't meet Scheduling issue. I don't remember what it was. Yeah. So we didn't actually schedule a podcast for Monday, but then uh, things turned. A they bit. did. But before I ask you about that, I yeah. have a more important pressing question from two weeks ago Okay, that I know listeners are dying to know. And that is, did you ever go buy your own body wash? I did. Okay. But not on the day of the podcast. Of course you did. <laughs> um, that actually occurred on, oh gosh. Was it Friday? Wow, you went another week. <laughs> no, it was only four days. Okay. <laughs> it was only four days. But uh, yeah, um, I lied on the podcast that week that I was going to go right after we got done and go buy yeah. it because I actually flat forgot. Yeah. I just went to get the kids and Con- that was it. Confession is good for the soul. Exactly. So there's yeah. that. Exactly. So yeah. I, I feel I feel cleansed. So now the question is, what flavor did you get? I got Suave 2-in-1 Men's, I can't remember the flavor. But so, it's it's manly. Okay, good. That's yes. all I needed to know. By the way, no passion um, fruit. No, it was not even. No, no, okay. no. And I even smelled it before I. Turned <laughs> out. Good decision. Yes. Um. So also for those of you that were paying attention in the last podcast, I mentioned that Ocean Breeze was my wife's body wash. Yeah, not so much. Found out that was my son Dylan's. <laughs> so, um, sorry, son. I've been using yours, but at least I feel a little bit better that, you know, he's a boy and I'm using his. So I could agree with that. Feel a lot better. I so, could absolutely agree with that. Excellent. <laughs> at least it wasn't hers, but ocean breeze is gone. Suave is in. So, there you go. And it's the two in one. So that way I don't have yeah. to, you know, just I'm done. There one shot. Just finished with it. 10 minutes. Boom. I love it. Yes. I love it. So. Now, more importantly, where have you been? So, um, Last, not last Friday, but the Friday before last, uh, Marshall was kind enough to invite me on a journey to move some furniture. And uh, we moved it. Everything was fine. Uh, Saturday, I started feeling a little bit sore. Um, and mainly my chest and my back. And uh, I ate lunch that day and felt like something was stuck in my, like around my stomach for some mm-hmm. reason. Yeah. Didn't think anything of it. Started drinking a lot of water, just trying to get hydrated. Maybe, you know, something was caught in there and it was going to go away. Never really went away. I was here that Sunday and was hurting a little bit during the service, but got through it. Took a nap that afternoon, came back for Sunday night. Was okay. Didn't really feel the greatest, but I got through it. Monday, I went to work. Still wasn't feeling very good. It was, the pain was really starting to happen quite a bit. Yeah. Um, that feeling of something being stuck was still there. But I got through my route, went home, put an ice pack on, went to sleep. Next day, went to work again, a little bit worse again, got off work and was standing in our kind of our debrief area. And somebody said something funny. I started laughing and it felt like somebody was stabbing me like in the sternum. Yeah, that's not good. Yeah. So not then that kind of freaked me out. Went home, decided to take a quick nap before I went and picked the kids up from daycare. And, um, Got up, went to get them, and on my way, I started feeling really woozy. Mm-hmm. Pain still there. Was starting to feel like lightheaded, dizzy. Not anything good while you're driving. Yeah, I don't recommend yeah. those conditions at all. Yeah. Which, thankfully, it's only about a 20-minute round trip. 10 okay. minutes there, 10 minutes back okay. to get the kids. Worst part was standing there waiting for Savannah. Because right now, their protocol is they have to 
bring the child to you. Gotcha. So you're basically just standing in a foyer area sure. while they go get them. And with me being lightheaded and dizzy and yeah. sweaty. And I bet stuff, that went really well. It was a great time. Yeah. yeah. Highly recommend. Mm. So from there, went get Dylan, came back home. I'm not feeling good at all. We had one of our uh, friends come over to pick up some clothes that Savannah had outgrown for her granddaughter to mm-hmm. use. Mm-hmm. And I carried the boxes out there. And that's when it really started feeling weird. Pains in my chest, pains in my back. Nauseated, felt like I was going to throw up, lightheaded, sweating, dizzy. It was bad. Yeah. So I'm sitting there and Rachel finally says, you need to go to urgent care. Mm-hmm. Go to urgent care. Told them my symptoms. They sent me to ER. Go figure. Yeah. You walked into an urgent care and said, my chest hurts. Pretty much. That's, and that was it. That's a guaranteed way to get to that the was, ER. That was it. So went to ER, stayed the night for the first time in my life in a hospital. That was for me. How'd that treat you? Uh, that night wasn't bad. Yeah. Um, they woke me up a couple times. They put some, some sort of medicine in me to kind of help me out. The, the worst part that night was the GI cocktail they gave me. Ah, uh, yes. Cause they initially thought it was my stomach. Right. And that stuff, folks, the best way to describe it is in texture and in flavor. It's basically diluted toothpaste. Well, there you go disgusting. I imagine. And it's also, if you've ever had dental work done and they, um, put that numbing on your gums. Yep. Yep. While they're trying to do some, not, not the shot, but like the numbing gel. I'm with you. Yeah. They put that, that is exactly what the stuff did from mouth all the way to my stomach. Wow. I mean, I couldn't finish it because I couldn't swallow anymore. I couldn't feel myself swallowing. Great day. So now I'm laying here in a, on a gurney in the ER, mm-hmm. chest pains, still kind of nauseated, probably a little bit worse now because I can't feel the nausea. Yeah. And numb, can't swallow. It was a, it was a party. It, it was sounds great. like it. Yeah. So I stayed the night for the first time ever. They put me in a regular room. They took me out of the, out of the ER. Good. Didn't feel like it was an emergency situation, sure. clearly. So they put me in a regular room. Next day, they did some blood work early in the morning. Got the results of that about midday. Everything was fine. They were going. They want me to do an echocardiogram and a stress test. Mm-hmm. I could not eat. I had not ate since. Actually, now that I think about it, I had not ate since when I first got home on Tuesday. Oh wow! So we're talking four o'clock, four thirty, something like that. Because I didn't good. eat dinner before I left for the ER. Sure, sure. So all day Wednesday. Yeah. They're saying, you're going to get in for an echo. You're going to get in for a stress test. Like three people came, like cardiologist, a hospitalist came in, all my nurses. They're like, we're going to get you in. I'm like, okay. Two o'clock comes by. Two thirty. Three o'clock finally comes in and the cardiologist comes back in. We're sorry. We've had too many texts that are out with COVID right now. So you're going to have to stay another night. Oh, joy. All this time I'm laying there going, can I at least have something to eat sure. or drink? Or sure. so I hadn't had water, anything, and I'm not hooked up to any IVs. Right. So I'm like dehydrated as crud here. You know? So they finally get me in a menu. The nurse was really funny. She was like, who's your favorite? Carrying the, <laughs> me- carrying in the menu with a regular diet on. I'm like, well, it's you now. Let's that, go. Right, right. Give me that thing so I can make a phone call. Eight. And st- obviously just stayed the night. Rachel came back and we um, stayed the night for a little bit. She left to take care of the kids. Yeah. Next morning comes. They said, mm-hmm. we're going to get you in first thing. It gets better. <laughs> so the next morning they say, You're, we're going to get you in at six o'clock. Yep. Woke me up at five fifteen. 
in there at 515. They're getting me dressed. They tried to put a ro- uh, one of those gowns on me, yeah. and it wouldn't go over the heart monitor they had me hooked up to. Gotcha. So they end up just throwing my shirt over top of it, and I was like, well, heck, I could have done that. Sure. Why are you in here? <laughs> so <laughs> that's all right. So 6 o'clock, nobody's there. I hear you. 6.30, nobody's there. 7 o'clock, nobody's there. Mm. Nurses are coming in periodically. You're still here? Yeah, I'm still here. Just yeah. chilling. You know, yeah. I yeah. guess, you know, I mean, you're, you're the meter's running, I guess, for you. Sure. So we're just chilling. Eight o'clock finally comes, and I get a message on my phone saying that I have an appointment for an echo at nine. Oh, my I'm like, gosh. well, at least it's on the books now. Sure. Cool. But still. But still nobody's there. Nurse rolls in a gurney at about five after. Mm-hmm. And I said, okay, cool. You go ahead and hop on the gurney. We're going to get you, get, get you down there. I'm like, okay, cool. Rachel was going to come in to drop off some stuff for me to change into mm-hmm. and on her way to work. So I'm laying on this gurney in the doorway of the room with my head away from the door. So I'm so everything, anything that's coming in from the hallway is behind me. Okay. So eight 15, nobody's there. Eight 30, Rachel comes in. Yeah. I had already texted her saying, Hey, I'm about to go. Yeah. Eight 30 comes and she walks in and she goes, Chris, I go, yeah. She goes, what are you doing here? I go, just waiting. Just why are you here? I'm sure. laying on a journey sure. in the doorway. Nobody can get in. I'm like, I'm just waiting. So she gets a little upset, calls a nurse in. Nurse says, we haven't forgotten about you. We're just, we're backed up. We're waiting on a transport. Just, just hang up. Okay. Quarter till comes. Still nobody there. Finally yeah. at 10 till nine wow. transport comes. Found out later when I got down there that they're shorthanded on transport people too. Gotcha. Just COVID is just running rampant. It's doing I mean, its thing. It's yeah. doing its thing. It's it's horrible. So they roll me down. I'm like in on the fourth floor of the hospital. Okay. Going over to the heart hospital, which felt like two floors and like a city block away. <laughs> I mean, we're like rolling through corridors. You ever seen that scene where they're trying to uh, take Chewbacca through? As a prisoner in the original Star Wars. Yeah, I okay. have. And they're just like, just wandering everywhere. Right, okay. Right. Yeah, that's that's the way this felt. And I'm just rolling along. And I'm like, I'm so glad you know where you're going wow. and I'm not walking. Because I had wow. no clue where I was going. Sure. Get to where they're doing to the Echo. And they, I figured out then that there was the backup. Because there was at least nine or ten of us waiting on gurneys or wheelchairs waiting for tests. I'm gotcha. Okay. Rolling to the Echo. They did the Echo. They did the, the stress test, which was a fun time. Just mm. for the record. Okay. You're like walking on a treadmill at like certain speeds and all kinds of stuff. Oh, yeah. It was, it was crazy. Interesting. So they roll me out of there. Uh, done at 1030. Back to my room. And I'm chilling in there. They said it would take about two hours for uh, all the stuff to be read. And then I'd probably be able to go home. So okay. I, I thought that was pretty cool. So I ordered food again. And I was hungry again. So I ordered quite a bit, just like the last time. And... Um, the hospitalist finally comes in, says all the all the tests are pretty good. Um, they want me to do a couple follow ups. Okay, like, okay, that's fine. <laughs> I didn't tell you this earlier. So the uh, I'm getting notifications on my phone of when they're setting these appointments up. Right. They never told me when they, these appointments were going to be. Okay. Which you know you would think you'd ask your patient. You would think, but at the um, same time, yeah, you are kind of there. Yeah. Not going anywhere. True, but so. They could have at least said, I mean, it's not the same day. It's like later on. I'm oh, like, you're talking about future. Yeah, future follow-up appointments. And never talk never, to you. Never talk to me. I'm just getting, in, I'm getting notifications that we've set this up for you. Enjoy. I'm like. That's awesome. Okay. So 
as I'm laying here waiting to be discharged, I'm making phone calls to reschedule appointments that they've just set up, like literally within five minutes. Right, right. I go, yeah, they're setting these up, and uh, yeah, I'm only off on Fridays, mm-hmm. and I can't trust to be off in certain other days of the week in time for these. So, sure. Yeah, we're going to have to move them. And one, I had to move like a week later. <laughs> I mean, it was just like, I couldn't do anything about it, you know, just because of the way their schedule was. So sure. follow up with my doctor in a couple of weeks. I got to follow up with the cardiologist at the beginning of December. And then I've got to go in for a sleep study halfway through December. And go, I got like you. A consultation for that. So, I got you. Um, finally got out of there at 3.30 on Thursday. Well. And the end result was I had a pulled muscle in my chest. And my back that was okay. causing the pain, but they did find that I have what's what they haven't really. They're about ninety nine percent sure that I have what's called Wolf's Parkinson White syndrome. Okay, basically that means that I have an extra electrical pathway that's causing heart arrhythmias every once in a while. You overachiever. I know, I know. It's just what I do. I mean, hey, I have a heart of gold. The rest of us have hearts that work perfectly fine. You, however, needed one more pathway. I did. I got I you. Here's the path right here. Wow. Wow. So they, they found that, which was actually a blessing because if I had not had the pain from the pulled muscle, they wouldn't me think that I had, I was having heart that's issues. Right. They that's never right. would have found this. So, that's right. and that's the reason for the follow-ups with the cardiologist and the sleep study thing. But, sure. um, felt fine. I felt fine about halfway through Wednesday and, um, yeah. then they released me on Thursday and I've, I've felt, I'm, I'm a little sore. Sure. I'm, I'm sore right now. Sure. Uh, but, uh, worked today and everything was fine. They released good. them with no restrictions or anything and good we're good deal. to go. So, well, that's interesting. Uh, I'm number one, glad you're out and I'm glad nothing transpired any worse than it did. Definitely. Uh, I know you made uh, the decision to stay home Sunday, which was a good thing. Uh, yeah. I fully understand why you're not knowing what you may have been exposed to while you were there and, exactly. and knowing that stuff is going around. So, you know, r- good call. Yeah. Uh, that was, that was solid. It's one of my rare good calls, but thank you. Oh, whatever. <laughs> Robin neighbors stepped in, led worship for us. Yeah. Uh, it was a good day. Uh, what's interesting is not um, putting two and two together, but just looking back and seeing how uh, sometimes fun coincidences take place. The first point of my sermon on Sunday was actually, how's your heart? <laughs> um, so there's that. Which is cool that we're going to discuss this a little bit because I didn't get a chance to watch it because of sure, cause cause stuff. the kids and yeah, everything. Yeah. And I was just resting over the weekend. So this could be a good time to rehash this. And this is great. That's really funny. So <laughs> Sunday morning. Well, let me back up. Over the last three weeks, and then we've got two more weeks left, uh, we have at Keck been walking through uh, a sermon series that I titled The Roads Less Traveled. Basically, what it boils down to is there are multiple places throughout the book of Romans that either we don't read or we quote so incredibly often, yet seldom study it. For example, the passages out of the Romans road. Mm -hmm. Many of us could quote them from memory and not miss a word. The question is, do we know the context of Romans 3.23, 6.23, on down the line, 8.38 and 39? So knowing that there are passages throughout the Bible, but especially in Romans, the thought process behind and, and, and my heartbeat behind it, again, looking at the heart has been, let's make sure that we're studying the whole counsel of God's word. You know, we're instructed as ministers to make sure that we are covering everything, not just our favorite verses, which unfortunately becomes a, a very um, tempting thing. Yeah. Uh, you know, you're you, comfortable with it. You got it. Yeah. If it's a passage of scripture that you're really comfortable with, that you feel like you can uh, extrapolate a lot of truth out of, then a lot of times folks will tend to go to those verses. And unfortunately, what you'll see is most folks that do that find themselves more often than not in the New Testament 
and seldom end up in the Old Testament. Sure. They're more comfortable with Paul's teachings. For whatever reason, the letters seem to be a whole lot easier to cover than others. And that's for some. Others, it would be the Gospels. Some would be minor prophets. That would not be me, but there are some <laughs> who would say, I could spend all of my time in the minor prophets. You're not going to hang out in Habakkuk? No, I can't tell you that we'll be there. Uh, uh, for, you, you did all right. Okay. <laughs> I'm not saying that I avoid the book at all. I'm just not sure that there's six weeks worth of that for me. Anyway. Are there six verses in that? Oh, come or on. Six chapters? Come okay, on. Sorry. Come on. Anyway. Anyway, so knowing where we have been as a church, we have, I've tried to make sure that we are balancing Old Testament with New Testament for every book study that we do in the New Testament. I try to counter it with one in the Old Testament. Well, moving through COVID, spent a lot of time kind of translating where are we, what's going on in life, um, where should we be going in scripture in order to speak truth into our current situation, the current life. And, And so where I found ourselves was in Romans with this idea of there are passages we need to be looking at. So the first week we were together, we were in Romans one talking about the transforming power of the gospel. Um, great morning. And then the next week was in Romans three. This would have been not yesterday, but the week before. Right. So Romans three, we covered uh, the passage of scripture, which includes Romans three twenty three: for all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. And so that morning was actually a morning devoted to good news. And so uh, as I chuckled yesterday uh, during my sermon, I said, you know, we, I promised everybody good news. And then when I said, for all have sinned and fallen short of the glory <laughs> of God, somebody in the back actually looked up at me and mouthed the words, I thought you said good news, <laughs> you know, so then moving the into good news is that there's a way around that's that. That's exactly right. And that's exactly where I went. Uh, actually, yesterday we were in Romans 10. So I jumped from Romans 3 to Romans 10, again, picking out passages that we seldom look at, uh, but looked at the first 17 verses of Romans chapter 10. Um, and it was a, a culmination Sunday in some respects because backing up Saturday was our trunk or treat, which yes. was a huge success. Had 92 kids come through the campus over that is awesome. about an hour and 45 minutes. That I mean, is it was so awesome. really fun. Yes. Uh, so a huge shout out to the folks that were involved there. But what was neat was it was also a weekend where we were going to be giving away the Operation Christmas Child boxes for folks to take home and fill up and then bring back. And so knowing that there was a focus on kind of being uh, outreach focused, evangelism focused, missions focused, Romans 10 seemed to go that way. When you consider 14 and 15 of that chapter, talk about how beautiful are the feet of those uh, who carry the good news of the gospel. And so spend our time. And my first question was, how's your heart for missions, right? So knowing that the very first verse out of Romans 10, Paul is making it very clear that his heart is for the salvation of those who have thus far rejected Jesus. And so we looked at um, this this idea of what does your heartbeat say about you? How is your heart in terms of missions? Do you view people through a human lens or are you looking at them through a Christ-filled lens? Are, are you asking for for a God-sized vision when it comes to seeing folks saved and, and lost souls coming to faith in Christ. And so looked at that as we were moving through from Romans 10.1 into 10.2 and then even further in, we started asking questions, not only how's your heart, but also if given the opportunity, could you communicate the message of the gospel? Um, yesterday was a day devoted to let's look at the need for and the path to salvation. And so if 323 taught us anything, it was that we are all in need. Well, Romans 10 is a focus on the Jews who had uh, been told to expect this Messiah. The whole Old Testament was in preparation for the prophets were foretelling. Everything was in line and yet they still missed it, right? That's, that's what we see, uh, especially as we study throughout uh, the Easter season. But Paul said, my heart's desire 
is for these folks to have salvation. And so that was, again, the question. So then the question after that was, could you communicate the gospel? Um, if you look at verses 8 through 13, if the first seven verses of chapter 10 highlight the need for Christ, 8 through 13 gives you the how-to. Yeah. Okay. So when you look at what he's saying here in, in Romans, especially Paul's point was there are so many folks that are trying to find righteousness through the law. Well, in that context, it made perfect sense because the Mosaic law, the Jewish people believed that if they fulfilled the law, then they would be made righteous. Well, the reality was when Christ came, that went away. Not that the law went away, but the law was constantly pointing them towards Jesus, but they missed the boat altogether for us today in church 2020. And I'm not saying Keck, I'm just saying church universal 2020. There are a lot of folks that are expecting to find righteousness by fulfilling their religious duties, yeah. right? We've all kind of joked about this heavenly checklist or the spiritual checklist to do list. If you would of what we're supposed to do. I went to Sunday school, excuse me, Sunday school on Sunday morning, check went to worship service, check. I gave my tithes this week, check the one down that line. The reality is, Unless you have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ, it does not matter what good deeds you do. They're just good deeds. Right. But when you have Christ in your life, the good deeds are in order for folks to see through you how Christ has transformed your life. And so talked about that a good bit and then rounded out the question with, would you be a goer or a sender? And that was looking at verses 14 to 15, 16, and even 17. And it's a focus on Unfortunately, in our culture, we have come to this conclusion, especially those who are physically unable to go, that if we can't go and do missions, that for some reason we think we're, we're failing. The reality of the situation is we're not. There are some who are physically incapable of going and doing. That's okay. Those who are going still need senders. Right. Those who are going still need a support system. They still need the financial backing. They still need the prayer backing. And honestly, the prayer backing is probably the most important thing that they could probably that they could receive. It's this idea of, look, I can't go, but I'm going to pray that the Lord would bless every effort that you put forth. And so that was yesterday. That's what you missed. Gotcha. Uh, but it was interesting that you brought up the heart because that was my first question. So that was how I was tying all of that together. That's awesome. But it really was uh, a good. By the way, day. there's no coincidence. Yeah, you I know mean, that, and that, I know that. That worked out perfectly. Yeah, it really did. And really, I, I've got a secret to tell everybody. We really didn't know exactly what topic we were going to bring up on the podcast just because of all the stuff that had happened in the last week. Sure. And we knew that was going to take up quite a bit of time. Um, and it's just kind of neat how God just kind of put it together. You know? Absolutely. And and it's kind of neat that you mentioned, uh, and I don't know if this is going to take us off topic or not, but um, that's one thing that I still struggle with now mm. is being able to communicate sure. like a testimony or, sure. a, or a salvation. Sure. Uh, gospel conversation. It's, it's, it's a struggle for me still. Yeah. So uh, Sunday night, um, we spent time actually talking about that very thing because for a lot of folks who grew up in Southern Baptist churches, we either memorize the Romans road to salvation or we memorize some acrostic that, that gives us all of the steps to salvation. And the reality is I think we've overcomplicated it because truth of the matter is there's three steps and, and we've been teaching our children this through vacation Bible school for years. Somebody finally said, Hey, it might be a good idea for us to tie this in with adults as well. Yeah. You know, the way to truth is, is very simple. The way to salvation is admitting that we are a sinner in need of a savior. Or as Randy Robertson actually said to me one time, it's just agreeing with scripture. Jesus already knows that we're a sinner in need of a savior, but we still have to admit that we need him. Right. And so it's that ABC concept. It's admitting that we're in need of a savior. It's B believing that Jesus is who he said he was, that he died on a cross for our sins and three days later rose again. And then C confessing our faith in him as savior and as Lord. Those are the ABCs. 
yet, as we talked about Sunday night, there is nothing more powerful to me in a gospel conversation than to be able to communicate what Jesus has done in your life. As we talked about before, if somebody is denying the truth of scripture, let's say they look at scripture and just say, the Bible is just a collection of books that were written over a thousand years. It's just history. That's all there is to it. And even then I'm not even sure I'm buying into this whole thing or not. If all you're using is scripture, then you first have to sell them or at least show them that scripture is true. Sell them is the wrong phrase, but I think you get my point. You've got two hurdles there. It's not just that you're presenting the gospel, but then you also have to convince them that scripture is true. Whereas if you go in with your own personal story, nobody can take that away from you. And when you back it up with scripture, all of a sudden you conquer in two things at once. The puzzle's coming together then. It is. Yeah, it is. So use that as an encouragement if you want to. But for me, it's this idea of this is who I am. This is who I was. Let me tell you what Jesus did for me. Yeah. And then in the process of doing that, weaving in various scriptures that help them to understand, look, this is falling right in line with what Christ said we were supposed to do. This is falling right in line with what the Bible has been saying for eons. And that is to go back to 323 from two weeks ago. All of us have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. 623 tells us that the wages of sin is death. But as I often say, somebody used to shout hallelujah because there's a back half to verse 23 that says, but the gift of God is eternal life through Christ Jesus, our Lord. I'll shout hallelujah. There you go. There you go. So knowing that, then we go into this conversation of we believe in our heart that Jesus is who he said he was. We confess with our mouth that he is Lord. It's believing and confessing. It's the heart and the mouth. That's what we were talking about in chapter 10 just yesterday. And then the beauty of it is found in, in 8, 38, and 39. Of course, the beauty of salvation, there's, there's so many beautiful elements to it. But I love what Paul said in eight thirty eight, and that is that nothing can separate us from the love of God. Amen. There's no height, no depth, no created thing. And, and for many in a world where we don't know where our next paycheck is coming from, we don't know where... Our next lunch is coming from, I mean, especially with COVID and the kids that were out of school for so long, we talked about this with our food pantry. So many didn't know where their next meal was going to come from. Yet one thing that can never be taken away from you is once you've placed your hope and trust in Christ, you've got hope for all of eternity because nothing can take that away. So that's how I would go about it. I would share with them what my story is. I would tell them who I was in my BC days before Jesus. And then I would tell them about who I am now and what Christ has done for me. And then I'd throw in scripture so that they understand this is not just some man-made story, but I believe what we're preaching here. And I, I did like what we did um, several Sunday nights ago where we did kind of a role play sure. deal. Sure. And that did help me personally. And I know those that were here, I'm pretty sure it helped them too. We, we actually were with, I had actually been involved with a group that helped lead a young man to Christ That's right. uh, two months ago, I guess, yeah. something like yeah. that. Yeah. And um, he was actually here that night mm-hmm. and was in my group. Sure. And he was already starting to That's awesome. share his past, his BC days. Sure. And it, it was just really, really just cool sure. to see that just come full circle just like that. What was fun is we had spent a good portion of the fall, or at least I should say the early fall, late summer, early fall, focusing on evangelism. Why is it important? What does it look like? 
but it's a completely other thing to actually do it. Yes. And so having that opportunity to, to do role play really was fun. I was in a group uh, with uh, a gentleman who just graduated with his master's degree from seminary. I was in a group uh, with a young man who had just found faith in Christ. And then I was with a more seasoned believer as well. And so knowing that yeah, we the all... the entire spectrum. It really was. Yeah. And so knowing that, that we all had our own story, but the common theme throughout was Jesus. That's it. That was a whole lot of fun for a night. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, why don't you pray us out of here? I'll do it. Father, I thank you for technology again, Lord, as, as I voiced with almost every one of these father, it's just awesome to be able to have yet one more platform for us to be able to communicate the gospel. And I thank you Lord for it. God, I, I ask that you would be with those that are going to be listening to this, that you would prepare their hearts for whatever it is that you are doing in their lives. Lord, that you would convict them of whatever convicting needs to take place, that you would prepare them, uh, restore them, encourage them, whatever it is that they need. Lord, I pray that you would provide it. And I ask, Lord, that in how we conduct our lives, you would be the one to receive honor and glory. We love you. We praise you. We thank you for our church. And it's in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thanks for joining us today. A reminder that the Keck Church services are 9.30 for Sunday school, 10.45 for worship service. Also streaming on YouTube and Facebook at the Keck Church. Sunday nights at 6, Wednesday at 6.30. Thanks and God bless.